Good morning, Steve. It's Warren. Um, I'm calling for some troubleshooting with the recording device. I, I did the episode last night and I, oh goodness, I, I, I can't even say it. It's, it's so bad. But basically, I wanted to put a record on after the recording. So I pressed stop and it was an hour and nine minutes all recorded. And then about two minutes later, I hadn't touched the machine at all. It was, I just pressed stop, it was still on. And then I pulled the plug out of the power supply, like out of the plug socket, and the recorder went blank. And then I thought, oh no. And then I plugged it back in and the project I had created was no longer there. It was named, the, the name of the project's there, and then at the time it said zero, 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 zero. And I realized that you, you're meant to turn the power off switch on the actual recorder and then it saves the project. And I fear I've lost the whole thing. Um, and I was, I just couldn't believe it. I thought, can that really happen? Surely it saves incrementally as you go along onto the SD card. But I just can't find it. And I looked in the manual. I couldn't find anything to do with um, like a power cut, which is effectively what it was. Um, if you know anything about it, if you think it could be saved or if it's gone, then also equally I'd need to know that. But I, I just can't find it. So some of your wisdom would be greatly appreciated if you could let me know if if that's it, then that's fine. Then I'll tell Scott, who came and performed some amazing songs, that it just didn't work. And I had no backup either. But anyway, um, yeah, it will be. I, I look forward to hearing from you. Let me know. I've, I've got all the machine and everything out, and I don't know what to do. But anyway, it's, I think it's gone. Have a lovely day, and we'll catch up soon. Bye.
like you But now I'm lost Oh, it's far too late to pray Lord, I felt the cost On the lowest highway Felt the cost On the lowest highway Started rolling down Oh, Scott, that's a lovely tune. Thank you. Put a Hank Williams for you. Wow, wow. I wasn't expecting that. Mm. Very, very good. And I I feel so lucky to have you in the shed tonight. A personal <laughs> live performance Pleasure. from Scott. And Scott you, was... You, going... Your listeners can't see that I've also got the, like, the high stool and the microphone, you know, in the traditional open mic Val Dunigan style. And it you looks know? amazing. I didn't expect it to look like that. <laughs> You've got the fish tank next to you yeah. and the lights come on. You've got a lovely plant behind you and yeah. there's toys up on the wall behind you rick and morty and to your left we've got masters of the I'm, universe i'm and worried the mandalorian might just take me out if i play a bomb note you know I mean? <laughs> he's so. pointing right at the stock is at mm. the end of the guitar yeah so what guitar have you got there well that's a very good question actually this is a new acquisition the newest acquisition and hopefully well i should never say never but <clears throat> it's meant to be the last acquisition it's a martin guitar and anybody who knows guitars knows particularly kind of finger picking country blues all that kind of lineage martin is a is the thing uh manufacturers like martin and guild and so on but um so we were uh i don't know i might play the song tonight we'll see but we were uh marcus in the in the band we have a band called the scott garden band and and um uh we were just about to try and record a song maybe two weeks ago or something so i didn't have a guitar that i could plug in uh so i pissed off to reading it was quite close to reading this place and so i got in the car and disappeared to reading while they were plugging all the leads in and i came back with a very posh martin guitar wow so it was literally uh purchased just to do a recording that day and uh, it's by far the poshest and the most beautiful, lovely for me, that is, to play uh, that I've ever had, you know, by some degree. Yeah, yeah, by a long way. Oh, it's a stunning looking guitar and it's got, yeah. it's quite dark compared to what I've yeah. normally seen. But yeah. the grain of the wood looks superb. We can, we can do an update at some stage. What, what I can do is look up because I've, I've played at a couple of gigs and... Uh, People keep asking me what wood it's made of and all that kind of thing because it is very. She's a pretty lady, and uh, but what I need to do is just get the serial number. They all have a, a unique number, and then I can look up what wood it's made of and you know all the luthier type details because I want to know that myself, but I don't know at the moment. What we do know is she looks nice. Very very nice. And <laughs> what happened when you, when you walked into the shop? What happened? Do you know exactly what you wanted? Well. Mm. I won't tell you what shop it is because they're getting free advertising. And uh, uh, yes, I knew what I wanted, but that knowing what you want still has, you know, 
10 incarnations, doesn't it? It's like whatever fits that. So you know you're not going to get some Jackson bloody crap electric thing or something. Obviously, it had to be acoustic guitar and whatever. It had to be me. <clears throat> so I walked in and there were 157 16 to 19 year olds, maybe 14 to 19 year olds playing Stairway to Heaven and uh, Death Metal. In the at, shop? In the shop at 156,000 decibels and 156,000 notes per second. Like that aircraft that's flying over right <laughs> now. I don't know if you can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect timing, actually. It is. Uh, so you can imagine the scene. It was literally Wayne's word only for real. Um, and uh, some old fart like me wanting a blues country finger picking guitar like bloody Mississippi John Hurt or something. Didn't exactly fit the bill for where I was. But ironically, um, once I got through the mist of all the teenagers uh, uh, playing Metallica, <clears throat> they had some very beautiful guitars and, and I don't like all the fancy, fancy, fancy stuff. So um, I saw this one and I just knew on the wall of anything that was there, this was the boy, the lady, the girl, I don't know, androgynous. I don't know what he, she is, but there you go. Time will tell. <laughs> such a nice little gift to yourself and then you got back in time for the recording with this new beauty we got back and we recorded two songs and the other three troops in the band Sarah and Sammy and Marcus uh, they had all said that that's the best noise that we ever made in a room together the four of us oh, we, have done, nice. we have done a lot of gigs so they said that was the best of my part that was ever played so they were very pleased that i brought this thing back. oh yeah. cool yeah, yeah yeah and you've got a new album out i mean it's relatively new six months now mm -hmm. first of october i remember that because it's that whole thing of when you're just a wee independent kind of person it's not uh <clears throat> the release date itself is a choice um and so what you actually do is have a rough guess guesstimate kind of thing of when what length of time it'll take to distribute to you know the platforms and this that and the other and you give yourself a week and you make sure you've got the cds pressed or whatever kind of manufacturer needs to go on and whatever digital stuff needs to happen and so on and if you think you're kind of close to that then i don't know you pick a, a day maybe one month later when you can go for it and so I, <laughs> that's the reason i know for a fact uh, it was the 1st of October. Some items were ready before then. <laughs> but yeah, so um, that was the day. And even, uh, yeah, since then, we've even moved on, even in that sort of five, six months since, since we released the, 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 the full album. We've, we've moved on again since then. You know, we've done another two or three since then even. So, yeah, not albums, I mean songs, yeah. So And you're going to play us some coming. of those... Oh my goodness. Tonight. Mm. And you even mentioned that you might have a new song that you've never played before. Is that possible if you're on your own? Oh my God, yeah, it's very much possible. Well, funny thing, it all ties together what you were just asking me a minute ago. This guitar was the one that I got because we needed to record that new song. Uh, why don't I just do that first? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> It's in the same key as the one that uh, <clears throat> I warmed up with, which was by 
Hank Williams. <laughs> this is not by Hank Williams. This is by me. So what are we going to listen to? And the album is Ulster Americana. Yeah. yeah. God, I'm getting this whole thing arse about face. We've just talked about the whole album called Ulster Americana. Released late last year. And uh, I'm just about to play a song that's not even on it. <laughs> Great. Um, we get to hear it here first. I used to say there's a song on the record. There's, uh, I'm old fashioned, so I like record. But um, there's a song on the record called uh, Let Me Share and Yours, which you, you know, obviously. Oh, I love that tune. <clears throat> well, thank you. Bless you. I just um, that one. <clears throat> when I wrote that, I have a, a nasty habit of inventing genres. Um, you know, it's all roots music. It's all bluesy country, you know, blues and Western, we kind of call it. But within that, I I enjoy making up the genre of each song. If, when you hear it back to yourself, you know what it is. So that one was, was where I came up with the name of Ulster Americana, the song called Let Me Share in Yours. I would joke at gigs and stuff that that's the only song ever been written in the genre of Ulster Americana. And anybody who says different, send them to me. Right, because you like to put a bit of a threat in at your gigs. Obviously, when you got my accent, you know you wouldn't want to change that. So uh, I may have to, I may have to rethink, because there may now be two songs in the world in the genre of Ulster Americana. It's growing this and fast. <laughs> this is the I like one. the genre. I think it's very good. <laughs> Thank you. Man. Uh, so the most recent one in the canon for our band that we're playing live, yeah, and it's called Tennessee Lightning Bugs. And I'm going to readjust my feet. And you can hear squeaks. I'd steal the stars at night for you Set them inside paper lanterns if you ask me to let them fly so high and true I'd steal stars at night for you Oh, 
don't you try Capture the sun and then we'll mix it in the pot We'll paint the sunset and we'll gaze at what we've got Just like Tennessee lightning bugs in unison we'll Steal the stars at night for you That's amazing. Oh, I, give, I, I, I feel like this isn't real. This isn't happening because I've grown up loving music and <clears throat> I love records at the moment because of the sound, but nothing beats yeah. a live performance. And I go to as many gigs as I possibly can, but I've never dreamed I would have <laughs> my own private gig in the shed. And it's, it's so exciting because if I think back before I started the podcast, I was hoping one day to do something like this sort that, that was my oh aim. my goodness and okay some seasons have been mixtapes and then i've spoken about albums with guests yeah, yeah. and we had an episode together when we did the the lap yeah well actually and, well, at that time we weren't playing songs what we were doing was kind of delving into the lineage of what you know inspires the music that i play or write and that you know good friends of ours like roger and people like that would love and so that was looking at where all that came from wasn't it you know yeah. as much as as having a good night uh yeah so this is the the stuff that that has inspired this is it and <laughs> it's it's just such a cool breakthrough i think for mm. me personally even these first two songs it just feels so good and it's so mm. I, i'm i'm just ecstatic that <laughs> i could have you here in the shed with me and you're playing this music and it's a it's a treat while you're playing i'm my eyes are closed and i'm <laughs> moving around i can feel that guitar and it's just beautiful so thank you can we have more no pressure yeah what i'm gonna do i'm gonna play you a slide song actually I've probably drifted away from your directional microphone, and I may or may not. Actually, you've got the headphones in. You know what yeah, this yeah, sounds I like. Can, so I can hear as it. long as you're happy, you're happy. That's all good. Yeah, it's gonna sound nice. So yeah, I uh, am. <laughs> I mean, I'm adjusting the mic stand. I don't even know if I need to. I've never actually had a setup like this. So I borrowed this Zoom recorder interface controller from my friends who do cinema under the stairs or i i do it with them and this is the the kit we use to record the cinema under the stairs podcast oh i see yes yes and yes. i was dashing about getting this thing and steve came over who he keeps it and he does the setup yeah. steve or jimbo uh -huh. and steve said look i'll i'll show you how it works and there's flashing lights there's slide dials there's knobs there's buttons there's oh it looks really complicated 
And Steve said, don't worry about it, I'll show you. And he came over one lunchtime while I was working in the shed. Uh -huh. And he quickly did a run through. And he's such a good teacher because I've got it working just right. I'm so happy about that. And the levels look good. I think it's going to sound great. Well, the thing and is, when yeah, when, when, when you've got a nice room and things sound good in the room anyway, then the, the, there's much less effort. And that looks to me, it's quite modern compared to the stuff I would have, but it's uh, it probably sorts itself out to some degree, yeah. Yeah, I hope it's so. It's quite clever, I think, those <laughs> kinds of things. But yeah, I've got all this set up and I was adjusting the mic stand. I've never done it before. <laughs> I've... I've uh. I think I've been on a stage after a band has played and like, you know, touched the mic stands and stuff. <laughs> That's as much as you've done. But um, nothing more. I think me and my friends maybe took a mic stand from a a gig that was happening at our university that we yeah. went to in South Africa. And it was yeah. the grunge days where everyone was just crazy and they'd like do that whole moshing and slam uh -huh. dancing and sweaty and yeah. just gr grimy. I, and I still do that. People would storm the stage <laughs> afterwards and, you know, you would try and nick stuff. Yeah, I, I, I still do that without the nicking part. <laughs> I went to a Dinosaur Junior concert at the Roundhouse in London. Ah, yes, we were just gonna... mounting in the Roundhouse. That's yeah, who you saw last I saw them there. Awesome. And that's the first yes, time yes, I've yes. been to the Roundhouse, and yeah. I went on my own. It wasn't the plan. Uh -huh. um, <clears throat> Chris, who was meant to come with me, he fell ill unfortunately and couldn't make it. And uh, I said, "No, no worries, that's fine." And I went on my and you own. Went anyway, yeah. And I ended up doing all that moshing stuff on my own in the front. I came out drenched with sweat and walking past the people at the back of the gig and they were all like yeah. dry and civilized nah. and they just saw these troops walking out from, <laughs> from the front. At one point there was a boot thrown onto the stage yeah. and it sat in front of the, what's that bass drum, the big one? I think that's all it yeah. is, the bass drum, yeah. And um, yeah, it was yeah. chaos. So we were doing all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm with you for that one, man. I'm on that on that score. I'm definitely with you. I'm still go with the music. Doesn't you know what it feels like is what it feels like. And those that stand at the back, they're always going to have done that. So yeah, and those that stand at the front and get stuck in, they've always done that. So <laughs> <laughs> getting stuck in is fun. Should we do it? Yeah, let's do it. So uh, yeah, as we mentioned a minute ago. Uh, a few minutes ago, uh, we've played two songs and neither of them are off the record. <laughs> and you mentioned the record so kindly. Those so, two uh, could have easily easily been on the record. Yeah, well, the first one's not mine. Obviously, that's Hank Williams. That's that's an old thing. And because it, uh, you know, I play it, I suppose it, it sounds a bit a bit like me because I play it in my my way. But you could uh, stick it on as a cover. So the first one is, uh, yeah. The first one that we, the second song that we did, which is the first original one, that's uh, yeah, very much in the vein of the first record, I suppose. So, uh, why don't I play Roots? I've got a Weissenborn, a slide guitar on my knee, so let's give it a bash. If I can remember how to play it, it's been a while. Thank you. 
give me strength and a heart to sing Give me all kinds of everything Whoa. There's an angel and an imp and all things good You've got both in spirits just like you should No need to keep waxing on what you are Guardian jester, the invisible scar. Been through the lows and the interstellars. Whoa. There's an angel and an imp and all things good. You've got both in spirits just like you should. Don't have to stop or to wonder why But if you do, just take the time Realize that you're a star in the sky You put a fire in the belly of all who crossed your path Crack a joke with a jack just for a laugh Walk across the Queen's Bridge home at last Whoa. Whoa. There's an angel and an imp and all things good You've got both in spirits just like you should
what to say <laughs> that's like so that. good the lyrics on that are beautiful the one that really caught Thanks, me was man. yeah please that one i i saw two ghosts today and i set them free is that right yeah that's it what what does that mean well it's a true story that one are you allowed to tell me i feel like just jumped in there because some artists no, don't really lovely. like to go into detail oh my god the the it's a lovely thing when um you know there's a couple of songs on the album for example i'm sorry to go back a step but there's a few songs on the on the record that i wouldn't maybe be a hundred percent uh with the lyrics and stuff but that one i wouldn't change a single thing so it's nice when you've got something you're really happy with and uh <clears throat> somebody spots a line or something that you know that 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 uh that sounds good or that moves them or whatever that particular line what to say it's true uh I, yeah there were two ghosts that i had to exercise yeah <laughs> well they were both in belfast uh not for uh, i just need to absolutely say not for traditional reasons that your listeners would probably think no, you know, family stuff and everything that we go through. Sometimes there are bereavements and this, that, and the other. Um, uh, so one was a bereavement, I guess, and one was really not, but a person turned up after 40 years. So then we had two ghosts. We're going, bleeping hell, how do we deal with this one? So I met two ghosts today and I set them free. It's such a yeah. lovely lyric. And that's, <laughs> I mean, how, how, how quick, do you write a song like that or how long does it take? I mean, yeah. it can vary, can't it? Depending on how, you know, absolutely. Yeah. Everybody's got their own thing. And for me, what happens is just that, uh, some of them might hang around for a long time. So generally, um, the, not, not, I shouldn't say the music, uh, as a, as a whole whole with a W that is, but, um, I'll have a riff or a line or a fiddly bit that i love and and so when you've got that you know it either sounds sexy or it sounds funky or it sounds like it's going to make people dance or it's going to make people cry or it's going to whatever so whatever that kind of bit of music that i'm trying to play and i'm always pissing about with on the guitar or the slide you know you'll you'll, you'll do that for a wee while sometimes i do anyway <clears throat> and uh that evokes uh, an, an emotion so it's got to be deep or it's got to be emotional or it's got to be totally frivolous and stupid and drunken or you know what i mean mm -hmm. whatever that little riff sounds like uh i'll go with it and, and and go with it and then sometimes um there's a song on a record called every day is filled with wonder and i wrote the lyrics of that on it's a beautiful uh, song again oh, one of my favorites well i i wrote the lyrics of that in about 40 minutes without a word i didn't have a single word and i wrote them on the train coming back i know that for a fact because the train itself is 58 minutes long <laughs> and i i had to sit down and get up and all that stuff so it was about 40 45 minutes i didn't have anything and i just wrote them all out uh other ones yeah you'll you'll have a couple of rewrites and stuff so that i knew exactly that song roots i've just played i knew exactly what i wanted it to be and so occasionally you'll put in the rhyming slang and stuff just to just to get the structure and just to get the things sorted but you know that that's not the last draft. There's no way because you're not 100% mm -hmm. with it. But it, it it says goo rhymes with you and it says fart rhymes with art. You know what I mean? Uh, until you until you fill that into what you want it to be. That's what I do anyway. I don't know what the hell anybody else does, but there you go. 
Yeah. The, the question, yeah. when I asked <laughs> it, I suddenly remembered. So I asked how, how long it takes to write the song. or, And I was chatting to Salvador and he said, um, Picasso was asked that question about a piece <laughs> of art. And he said, 40 years. <laughs> because I think the question was yeah. a bit loaded in that yeah. look. I mean, it's just a few lines and what, I mean, yeah. how long does that take? And I was certainly not thinking that after that song, but it yeah. it is funny though because I think anything you create, it's there. I'm looking across at some of the paintings I've done, and it's there. I can't remember how long they took to paint, but yeah. actually, it is a culmination of your life. It's it's in each yeah. stroke, it's yeah. showing something that you've brought along that mm -hmm. journey with you, and. I can imagine it's very similar with well, I, writing I a song. What, I don't know what you feel about the stuff you've just mentioned. <clears throat> One of my great heroes, Eric Bibb, would always say, I mean, it's all art. You know, anything you create is art, whether it, you can hear it through your ears or see it through your eyes or both, you know what I mean, for me. But uh, obviously a song is a song and a picture is a picture. But um, So one of my great heroes, Eric Bibb, uh, you know, a a would still maintain that he doesn't really remember or know how the hell any of these came about to become an actual structured thing that mm. starts at one point and finishes at the other and you've got that and you know the song and you can play it and you can do all that but it becomes so sort of cerebral and weird and magical at that moment that you you don't really exactly remember the whole deal you know what i mean and you know when you've got something finished and you can play it, or you know you've got something finished and you can hang it on the wall, but what the hell happened in between is anybody's guess. You know it's very I mean? hard to tell. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad you said that because I thought, I, I enjoy the feeling of stepping back and going, what just happened there? Yeah. It's done. And it yeah. actually looks all right. And yeah. Yeah. then I and don't really... Readers. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I don't, you know, I, I don't like ponder too much over it but it, no, it's a lovely experience it, yeah. isn't yeah. it when you've and yeah. you know you've worked hard it hasn't just been like slapdash at the end of it, it it might feel like it like suddenly what happened but it's you know it's a long process uh, but i think the slapdash as well is also you know that can also be magical or mad or spontaneous and you might not remember that either and you might remember every second of it you that's know? a very good point so, true so you know whatever happens happens and that's that's uh but yeah, no, I'm not very good at remembering really what happened during that time. I just always know when it's finished, you know. Uh, but so, yeah, so for example, I finished one yesterday. Well, it's at least 90% finished. We might change a line or two and we'll get that into the band in the next couple of weeks, I suppose, for the live set and everything like that. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, um, so that had been hanging around for a while where I had a structure. But then I just, you know, gave myself a good kick up the ass and sat with a with a pen and paper and, and did it. So sometimes it is just that, that, right? Let's let's do it. Shut up and get it done. You know, because you know what you want to do and you know you know, and you haven't actually uh, given yourself that time to, to sit with a pen and paper and do it. So sometimes you need a need to give yourself a slap and uh, and uh, when you when you're pretty close to knowing what you want you can you can write the rest of it yeah i think yeah yeah and i find sometimes i don't really know what i want i just dive in yeah and it starts that. to make yeah. sense as you go yeah. i mean yeah. yeah there are times when yeah. i have a plan 
but it's like those drawings I used to do when I was a kid and I'm I don't know if you did them where you have a piece of paper and you get a pen and you do a scribble mm -hmm. and then you look at the scribble and you think what can I work from that and then you color in bits and you add eyes on bits yeah. and oh my god it's a dolphin <laughs> just by accident <laughs> uh, um but but yeah it's it's I find the the whole artistic process or creative process interesting yeah. but what I like the most is sharing it and you sharing yeah. yours here is has uh, just been wonderful I get all the hard pleasure. work absolute pleasure do we have any more of these yes I was gonna say yeah. let's refresh awesome. Warren's just gonna get us some Guinness I will I'm gonna say that on tape it's outside yes. the oh yeah <laughs> It's outside the shed door, and let I'm gonna go. In. Oh, oh, thank you. Ah, Scott's having trouble with those cans. They're gonna go everywhere, but. I'm gonna take mine outside. Thank you. I'm gonna risk it from here. Yeah, You're a gentleman. But you've got my glass. But don't worry. There's there's. Ah, thank you. In, this, uh, In these social distance times. <laughs> yeah, you got to pour these quite quickly. I usually tilt the glass, but I'm holding the microphone with one <laughs> and I'm just pouring out with the other. Guinness is nice when I'm recording because I find a lager gives me loads of gas and you need to and wee then, as well oh, you need to go for a wee and you need to time. burp when you're singing and all that yeah. the burping's the thing yeah, and yeah. i'm always like <clears throat> and you can yeah, hear it trying, yeah. but yeah, yeah. and i feel much more comfortable with being there with a million these. times the guinness is just a bit sort of yeah yeah more it's, it's more long term rather than goes in and just decides to arrive again uh, i was in glasgow a few weeks ago visiting uh -huh. a friend and I drove all the way there six hours. Yeah. I was very excited for a road trip, a solo road trip where uh -huh. I could play music loud. I could think and I, I can do all of that stuff anyway with my family, but it's nice to get a, yeah, a yeah. solo journey. Uh -huh. And I got to Glasgow at about 6 p.m. after leaving around, oh, well, six, just <clears> before <throat> midday. And my friend took me to a bar called the Lauriston, which is in the south side of Glasgow. Okay. And it's it's like an old working man's club, but not. I mean, it's obviously open. It's a public bar. And I had so much excitement in me to see this friend that <laughs> I, went to, <laughs> I went to primary school with. And you know what it's like with a mate that you just love. Yeah, and Yep, you got it. So I hadn't eaten. I hadn't eaten all day. I ate breakfast, a massive breakfast. And then uh -huh. I had a couple of bananas and a satsuma yeah. and water on the way up. Uh -huh. And my mate said to me, look, we can have a couple of pints at the Lauriston with my other mate. And then we'll go back to his. He's going to make a, a pasta, homemade pasta, nice. homemade pesto, mm -hmm. mushrooms on top. Like nice. lovely. And I was so excited, but we ended up staying for six pints of Guinness. And I forgot that I had an empty stomach. <laughs> and a six-hour drive as well. Good and God. all that excitement of seeing my mate and then his mate, because I knew if my my best friend 
has another best friend. I'm uh-huh. going to love this person too. Yeah. And of course I did. And we got on so well. We're chatting in this place. That's what happens, mate. You just get swept by the moment. And yeah. we all should. We all should be allowed to do that once in a while. You know, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. It's a, it's a tonic. It's the best thing ever. It was magical, you know? except it got to a point. Well, I, the, the whole point of this story was with Guinness. And yeah. we were sitting in this bar. And my friend and his mate said, look, we we do this thing where we we take the first swig of the the Guinness from the pine glass, not a swig, a nice gulp, and we and then I didn't hear the rest. So I thought it was okay. like take the biggest gulp uh-huh. you can possibly take. Because you just heard the first part and you just swigged about half a pint in one gulp. Yeah, I was like, oh, I can do this, but I, you know, <laughs> six I, times later, and it it reminded me of when I was eighteen and everyone's like <laughs> trying to show off their drinking yeah. prowess, uh-huh. and. I kept doing this and then we put our glasses down and um, I'll say his name, Greg, it's too difficult saying my friend, he, he won't mind. And his mate, uh, Jahari, were looking at the glasses, all three, and then mine was the lowest, but somehow Greg or Jahari would win. Uh-huh. And I couldn't work out. I was just like, guys, I've, I've drank the most here. And they kind of just it washed over them and then we did it a few more times and eventually the penny dropped and i said oh i see what you're doing you're trying to drink down to see who can get to the first harp or the first line i think the pint glass uh, oh wait where it says something on the pint glass where it yeah. says guinness yeah. they were trying to drink uh-huh. one gulp first one down uh, to the top and to see who got the closest and of course mine always went below <laughs> anyway that that night um <laughs> yeah well cheers was, to that night <laughs> I was only able to eat much later let's put it that way awesome so Scott what do we have in store tonight I don't want to be greedy no 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 we've had three three songs have you got have you got any more how many have we had two have we had three yeah well why don't I play every day because <clears throat> you said you like it I do kind of I do one thing I'm conscious of is that, uh, you know, for me, the whole point of Ulster Americana is because I love blues and I love country. I love roots music in general, actually. Whether it's reggae or bob and folk or whatever. But the thing with those, you know, indigenous types of musics is that... Uh, it's no frills. It's all you know. It's all about the the moment and the feeling, and you don't have to record things and make them all polished and slick and saccharine and all that. In fact, it's exactly the opposite. And uh, I've just been conscious for the ones I've played so far that uh, I love them all, of course, but it's been very much in the kind of country side of things rather than blues side of things. And I might get to that. We'll see. So, because you've been very kind and you've said you like this one, I'm going to do it, but it's a kind of a more loungy, nighttime kind of a version. Oh, and that plus will go well in, in here. It's, it's very yeah. ambient. Well, plus, uh, uh, we normally have the band, obviously, these days. And uh, um, oh, I may as well say it. There's four of us. Uh, this is myself on the guitar or the slide. And then Sammy Pope plays the bass and sings harmonies. <coughs> uh, Marcus. Shake and Lips Butler plays wild, crazy kind of Chicago and 
Western harmonica. He's amazing. Um, and he also, you know, he's a fantastic sound engineer of some ill repute. Uh, so he does all the recording lately and all that. Well, uh, lucky he didn't come tonight. He would have seen my <laughs> clandestine <laughs> affair. Yeah, well, I'm faking it till I make it. <laughs> <laughs> I think he wouldn't mind. But um, I left one of our number to last deliberately for this song because Sarah, our drummer, who's fantastic, um, and she's very much a in-the-moment kind of drummer because she's a jazz drummer. You see, self-taught jazz drummer, and she's fantastic. Uh, but that's all about being able to literally be in the moment with the musicians and 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 uh, gauge where things are going and stuff and for us it's very much rich music like that but it is song based rather than a jam session so with this particular song because these are song based things that we play uh yeah she counts it in every time and it's fast when it's played with a band it's fast <laughs> so so you're slowing it down <laughs> i'm not deliberately slowing it down man i'm just playing it at the speed it was always meant to be <laughs> they make you run <laughs> they, they make us fly okay let's give it a bash Save them one day. But if you try and try and try, well, maybe we can build a place in which we're all proud to stay. 
prove that mine can use what God has supplied. Every day is filled with wonder. There ain't no need for feeling blue. Every day is filled with wonder. Especially on those days when I look at you. Every day. I get to hear it on these <laughs> headphones and it's sounding really good. Oh, thank you. Capture that whole atmosphere. And mm. I, was, I was thinking, what's in your shed? Scott's in the shed from the Scott Gordon band. And I couldn't be, couldn't be happier the day before my birthday at that. Oh, my so, goodness. So, little again. Well, you've brought you a bottle monger, of wine. You kept that quiet. You've brought some beers. Yeah, but it would be very... Uh, Ladi da of me to think that me playing music is your present that would be, like, uh, up, be properly well, I'm up, up my ass, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's the greatest present ever. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> that's it's it's just surreal. I can't believe it. Um, we awesome. got a taste of it in that episode we've done previously, but <clears> this is <throat> a fully dedicated. Yeah, music. we deliberately and did it for the music, didn't we, tonight to play some songs and talk about them. Yeah, and you've yeah. got a great band and. I remember attending a rehearsal in Roger's shed and everyone was crammed in there. Yeah. And I've, I've been to some of the gigs and I think, well, it sounds like this new album has, has really come into its own. I know it's always been great, but what I mean is it, it feels like you've reached a different level. Yeah, it's, it's certainly changed things for us, you know. Uh, and that night in the shed that you were mentioning, I think the only one of the four of us at that time was probably uh, Sarah. Yeah, she I was hadn't, there. Probably hadn't long met Sarah, I think. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I was just doing a little uh, session one night, you know. Um, and she was she was just playing along with people and stuff. And I said, you know, are you busy and stuff? Or do, you, do you fancy kind of getting something going? And she was all for it. <clears throat> so that night, yeah, was... Uh, our great friend Roger and probably Ian Nixon, I think. But you certainly since then we've had uh, it's quite a while ago now, and since then, yeah, the four of us are myself and Sammy on the bass and Marcus on the on the harmonica and Sarah on the drums, and that's the band. You know, we're a solid unit, and uh, that's who made the record. So since going back to your question, since we've uh, was it a question? Was it a statement? Whatever it was. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> carry on, carry but on. <laughs> it is definitely uh, since we've made the record. You know the fact that you just have something tangible. So anybody, uh, you know, promoters and gigs and whatever else, anybody just looks at whatever website you give them or whatever video you give them, or if they need a copy of a record, they've got a digital download, all that stuff. The fact that you have a record, and hopefully, I think it's pretty decent, I love it, 
So you've got a tangible thing that they just can see and hear, and it's done. Nobody has to prove anything. Here it is. Fucking like it or not, mm -hmm. but you know. Uh, so that has definitely, yeah, changed things considerably. Yeah, we've got festivals this year and lots of stuff going on, so it's good. And I was lucky yeah. enough to get a copy yeah. of of that album on CD, <clears throat> which I've thoroughly enjoyed listening to. It took me a while to actually get down to listening to it because I've got <laughs> so many things, and it's almost like the creative process. You you do it when it when you do it. The time yeah. is yeah. is right, and That's the a, time was right when. When I popped that on and I was working and I thought, oh my golly, this is, this is good. I wasn't surprised, obviously, but yeah. you know, it was, it was a joy listening to it. And so much so that the CD finished and then I pressed play again nice. and listened to it a second time like over. This. So, Flattery is good. Flattery <laughs> will get you another free CD. Oh, thank the you. Next time. <laughs> oh. But but what a what a pleasure what a joy and mm. um I've I just suddenly thought <clears throat> something happened today I went and collected a parcel from the depot because I had missed the post and I knew what it was it's from my wife's dad my father-in-law okay, yeah. and he <clears throat> had sent me some photos right. of cassette tapes. And he knows mm -hmm. I, I like cassette tapes. Yep. I remember years back when the shed used to yeah. be in an old garage uh -huh. and I brought out my cassettes and That's we right, actually yeah. spent the evening with yeah, a group of us. Yeah, a couple just... of times we put the, we put the actual cassettes on, didn't <laughs> yeah, we? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And had a laugh, yeah, a few beers and stuff. So I do like yeah, cassettes. Six, I mean, not, seven, the, eight years ago. not the greatest of sound unless you have a hi-fi and you've got the amp and everything. And mm. I've got a cd tape deck over there and on this side of I've, I've just got a tape deck but he he sent me the cassettes that i selected from the photo he sent and uh-huh he sent a, a there was about, oh i see uh, so yeah. you could actually read the covers and see what they were and yeah. you mentioned a few and he sent them in yeah so he sent them back to you yeah he sent oh, me these pictures that? three That's fantastic. yeah three separate photos because there were so many cassettes on each photo and yeah when he sent batch first photo i i replied immediately and said stevie wonder diana ross <laughs> aha freddie mercury uh -huh. and then then he said then the <clears> next <throat> photo came along so he did yeah. that three photos and each photo Bloody had hell. like 20 or so cassettes stevie wonder definitely but i chose a few and i opened the box today and anya was sitting in the lounge when i opened it and she said what's that and i said these are cassettes and she's seen my cassette tapes before. And uh -huh. she said, how do they work? <laughs> and hey, I, was this your daughter, you mean? Or yeah, yeah, this? yeah. My daughter. Oh, my goodness. And, well, they wouldn't know. I mean, it's such a bizarre thing. Even even for me, you know, uh, I, I now know adults that, that have never seen uh, cassettes or a wow. cassette player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They haven't got a Scooby-Doo. They don't even know. They don't, they don't even have a CD player. Yeah. Sometimes when we play gigs, they don't even have a CD player, so they won't buy anything because they wait to get the download because they don't, yeah. you know. I know when so I that's said totally alien to them, you know. When I said CD, yeah. I did suddenly think that it is quite, quite old school now. Yeah. But oh, you, yeah. I tried to explain it, and I'm holding a cassette in front of me now, and I said there's a tape that runs through it and is rolled up on like a wheel on either side. But anyway, that tape moves across mm -hmm. a metal receiver and it mm -hmm. picks up two heads. Yeah. Something. Yeah. I mean, how does the sound get from that 
piece that, of tape. You know, that yeah, ribbon, but that's the same as asking, you know, a how does the sound get from a groove into a needle into a speaker, or how does the sound get from a wee light that shines on the bottom of a CD and produces music? Oh, it's all, all of this. It's all nuts. magical. It's all nuts, <laughs> you know. So, <laughs> yeah. So I've got yeah. I'll, I'll go through a few of these. This is Stevie Wonder songs in the key of life one and two. Nice. I'll pass that over to you. See, for me, little Stevie Wonder was the boy, you know, because he was still a harmonica player then and stuff. And yeah, is that what I'm going to get on those albums? So, uh, don't well, this is maybe a wee bit later. I'm not sure when this is. I'm, I'm too squinty these days to see what year this was produced, but um, yeah, and the writing on there will be very small. Very, uh, we have very atmospheric lighting tonight, gentlemen. Yeah, ladies. Oh, hang on, 1976, yeah. Wow, Hope that's the early right. stuff. I mean, he's already famous by then. He wouldn't have been Little Stevie Wonder, but um, he wasn't a kid. He was a grown man, but still, that was the, that was the good days, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I've got, yeah, songs in the key of life one and nice. two on cassette. Look at that. What a dream. Bloody hell, this is uh, serious stuff. And look at this. Serious stuff. Look at that. I think that says 1976. And yes, I've only got one eye at the minute because it's dark. Yeah, 76. So that's, yeah, awesome. 46 years old. Yeah, wow. but I'm just thinking of his, you know, what his lineage would have been at the time. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Look at that. <laughs> I'm holding in my hands Hotel California by the Eagles on, on cassette. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, crazy. And can you imagine how excited I was, Scott, <laughs> to receive this today? in this box so i phoned straight away and i said thank you so much i've just opened the box and it's really exciting i'll pick one more do you remember go on let's have a squint oh i've got eric clapton unplugged oh well that's that's a classic yeah but then another i know it well but i yeah another one not a fan Jean-Michel Jarre, The Essential. Did you ever listen to Jean-Michel Jarre? Well, I know who he is and everything, but at that time, you see, because it was synthesizer music, I had to revolt because I liked oh. the Hoodoo Gurus and, and uh, the Long Riders and all the rest <laughs> of it. You had to have a Rickenbacker or a Gretsch guitar yeah. in the 1980s or you weren't anybody because all the rest of the mainstream stuff was on a keyboard, you see, and I couldn't stand it. So I, keyboard a, and I, I was all over the guitar bands at the time. Keyboard and synth is my dirty <laughs> yeah, secret. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do love a bit Ain't of electronica. With <laughs> okay, without boring people too much, I'm going to pick one more. Mm. Oh, do you know what? This is interesting. I've got uh, four Diana Ross cassettes, and I don't really know... If I know, I'm sure if I hear a Diana Ross song, I'll know. But yeah, I thought this would be a nice little well, you see, experiment. She, she was a Motown girl originally, and because she was the the, the famous one of the three when she was in a trio, uh, <clears throat> then she became Diana Ross. Ah. Because like all music moguls do, they pick the the good looking girl that's going out the front or the handsome boy that's that all the girls like or whatever it happens to be if it's that kind of music i'm not knocking motown because it was good but uh so she was just the one of the three that, that uh you know became kind of most liked and most known so then they had to have a diana ross rather than you know the original trio yeah so well i'm excited to explore some of them i think 
what is this uh the ultimate collection there'll be some see the writing's way too small i can't read any of it <laughs> but i'm trying to pick I, I read it earlier and there was you can't hurry love is that her song yeah well that's 1980s i would say that's been covered loads of times i'm sure what do you, what do you call your man who's just retired there and did his last genesis gig your man oh phil collins yeah well, he played that, but it's from the sixties. It's from ah. the sixties, kind of doo wop and Motown era, yeah. Yeah. So maybe they did it first. See, the Motown thing was I always liked Stax because Mo Stax took a piss out of Motown because Motown was called Soulsville, USA. Uh, sorry, Hitsville, USA. <clears throat> and then um, uh, when Stax started up, they had exactly the same thing on the, the cinema with the letters that you put outside the cinema. Oh, I love those. And they called it Soulsville, USA. It was, was a direct piss take out of Motown, you see, because uh, <clears throat> Motown had all the hits and all the pop girls and the pop boys and everything else, but they were taking a piss saying, we've got the soul, we've got the grit, we've, uh, got, the dirt, we've got the, you know, the, 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 the more meaningful kind of stuff. So I think, uh, I'm not sure, yeah. You Can't Hurry Love was probably was what were they called what was diana ross in was it this no not the shirelles what did you call her trio i can't remember but um i think it was a hit for them in the 60s oh. yeah pretty sure i need a, a quick wee break yeah me too man can i go first <laughs> we're going together come on <laughs> Magic, keeping everyone entertained while there's a wee break. I was going to say I was just playing some uh, Howlin' Wolf while you were away, but specifically I was playing some Hubert Sumlin while you were away, who was uh, Howlin' Wolf's guitar player, who's one of my great heroes. While I, while I was away, <laughs> I heard the lovely music because there's a bucket. I know it sounds terrible. <laughs> But there's a bucket down the side, and that's the easiest way. Mm. Otherwise, the mm. the sh the hedge will die. And I'm gonna have to do it, man. Um, I'm gonna I, have to do it. Go for it. I thought it sounded like C6 Steve. <laughs> yeah, well, C6 Steve would be in that kind of roots, you know, lineage. Uh, he's a long time later. You know, they set the precedent. You know, people like that, and then he would be the what came from that in modern times if you like yeah. yeah yeah hubert sumlin everybody needs to look up hubert sumlin and they will oh my 
So while Scott's going for a break, I will have a little chat and yeah, this this was the episode. This was the one I was building up to and I couldn't wait to do and it's turned out great. I'm really happy that Scott has been able to join us this evening and share his creations and lovely music and it's just nice hanging out with him and we will hopefully at some point maybe hear the full band that would be good that would be really nice i'm trying to think of fillers to, <laughs> to talk to talk about while scott's out and i guess i don't have to maybe we can be quiet for a while but he's coming back and you know what what's that, that uh, <clears throat> the bed that you have i don't know if it's a flower bed or a reed bed or whatever it's called but behind your shed here that we're in oh yes uh, the actual the piece of wood the, the the major sort of piece of wood that holds that is the front of what becomes that bed behind it that's a beautiful thing isn't it yeah goodness me oh good i'm glad you had a good like view it. while you were there <laughs> and i was gonna you're picking up your guitar. Are you going to do one more just to send? Man, I've got as many as you want. Let, let's let's have one more, and then we'll play this out. But yeah. I won't say anything more afterwards. And just thanks so much for joining us. This is like the Jonathan Ross show where <laughs> they play out at the end, or Graham Norton. I always watch those programs to see the band at the end. Mm. And I remember... Always a really good band as well. Which uh, I think Jonathan Ross had... He had some really good bands. Nirvana played yeah. for, for the Jonathan yeah. Ross show. And they played... Well, this, your mates actually who you were playing earlier, the uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, I saw them on one night. <clears throat> and you may know this, I don't know, but um, he asked them why they all looked so good and why they were all so lithe and skinny and muscular and stuff in it. Let's put it this way. Uh, it was all to do with keeping the company of young ladies a lot. Is that what Except you Except that's not the words that they used. Okay. <laughs> well, they're looking great. I can, on this new album, it's called Unlimited Love. And on the back, there's a picture of all four, the, the original lineup. And yeah, yeah, boys look great. For their age, they look incredible. Well done. And what, what were we saying? We're going to play this out. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Yeah, I was just saying th thank you very much. And oh yeah, Jonathan Ross. So yeah, I always like this stuff at the end. I've liked all the songs throughout. Mm. And I was saying maybe <clears throat> next time we could have the the full band or maybe yeah, yeah. a few a few more. But this has been such a treat. To I have think once they hear it, they're yeah. going to love it. They're going to be queuing up to come in, you see. <laughs> I hope so. That's what people do. They I don't put so. the effort in at first and then they hear it and they go, oh, that's really good. I'll do that. Well, you were asked the first time. Maybe you could have put some work in. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you'll. It's going to sound great. And how many messages? Yeah, that's it. That's the the episode come to a close. And I hate ending like this, but Scott and I will obviously stay chatting for a while, and I'm sure there'll be some more guitar playing. But <laughs> this one is. Yeah. What is this song, Scott? What are Let's we finishing with? I, um, <clears throat> I've been resting. I was going to play some more slide guitar and some bluesy 
a bluesy number and stuff but no i just this one plays itself pretty much and i know it so well that i can't you know i can just get inside it and i don't have to think so that's all good uh it's quite a big song as well so i may play a kind of a loungy acoustic version again uh, because we're doing this and it's the song called fly which is from my good mate geordie best who i went to school with this granda so
the genius all the while Contemporaries, they come and go and beat them by a mile No now that he's up there, he's looking down with that big smile Just that Belfast boy who'd charm and laugh and drink And he'd beguile He wanted to Brilliant. I turned that up to 12 because I can. I've got the headphones on and it sounds amazing. Scott, thank you so much. Uh, what a pleasure. Scott Gordon Band. Scott Gordon himself is here tonight <laughs> in the shed. What a pleasure. And it's been amazing. I can't believe it. We will speak mm. again soon.